Respect. It's more than a word. It's an underlying principle of success and humanity. In the U.S. Army, respect is one of our foundation values. It's the reason we can overcome every obstacle and defeat every foe. So if you're interested in joining a team where respect is earned every day, consider joining our team. And now in addition to earning respect, you may qualify to earn up to $40,000 in bonuses. To find out more, go to GoArmy.com forward slash bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Climbing the Ivy on the Fan Sided Network. This is your host, Alex Pat, and Adam McGinnis cannot make it in today, so we are going to have our good friend Cody join us again as my co-host. We had kind of an original plan for this show, and we're going to stick to most of it, but we're going to change course a little bit uh, because we are podcasting on Tuesday, June 19th, the day of a doubleheader between the Cubs and the Dodgers, and um, Cubs fans know what happened in that first game. And, uh, yeah, we, we do want to address that a little bit. But before we go into that, uh, Cody, welcome into the show. How you doing? Oh, Alex, Alex, Alex. Oh, man, I've been better. I've been better. I'm still uh, still frustrated, incredibly frustrated from the first game today. Yeah, to say the least. Um, so why don't we just dive right into that? Um, you know, okay. it's it, not easy to talk about, but, uh, you know, to quickly recap what happened, the Cubs had a 3-2 lead going into the ninth inning. Brandon Morrow was not available. We found out that he had some back tightness and very strange injury. We'll get back to that in a minute. But Justin Wilson came out to try to get the save. And eventually the Dodgers took a 4-3 lead with two outs and two strikes. And the Cubs would go on to lose 4-3. In a game they stranded 14 base runners. A game where Tyler Chatwood struggled really early on, but kept the Dodgers off the board for the most part. He gave up a home run to start the game. But since then, despite a lot of base runners, he didn't give up um, any more runs. But... You know, unfortunately, in the end, the Cubs could not hold on in the ninth, lost four to three. Cody, what was going through your head in that ninth inning? I don't know if you were watching the game or not. I, I found out what happened after the fact, but um, what was your experience with today's game? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was I had the game on it at my my job that pays me. And um, uh, basically, I was I was actually OK. uh I wasn't like nervous or anything, you know. <laughs> I, the you get superstitious because of course Lynn and JD had mentioned the fact that the Cubs had been walking the leadoff hitter like almost there like the last three or four three of the last four innings or whatever they said something I don't remember the exact stat but they made some they stated that that fact and then of course Justin Wilson walked the leadoff hitter and then yep. You know, we watched what happened. So it's just like uh, the the superstitious stuff like that you always hear in baseball. It was just kind of like, yep, thank you for stating that. 
But uh, um, even even after that happened, though, uh, he kind of he he didn't even he wasn't even really bad. He didn't you know when we talk about bad Justin Wilson, he gets wild and he's kind of like Chatwood, honestly, when he's bad. Right. His com- command is terrible when he's not on. I mean, we witnessed it second half of last season when the Cubs traded for him. And, you know, after hearing that Morrow had the back problem and he was unavailable, I, I'm I'm okay with the fact that Joe brought in Dustin Wilson. I think if C.J. Edwards was healthy, it would have been him. And yeah. I, would, I think most would feel more comfortable with him pitching that ninth inning than Justin Wilson. Um, I think after – with the loss, that's the thing that really sticks out to me the most. It's like, man, Morrow's hurt now, and then you got – I don't know when Edwards is coming back. There's still not really an update from it. And Yeah. That's that's really what's bothering me the most is, you know, the bullpen has been so good all season. They've literally kept the Cubs in games, especially like in, in April and oh, yeah. in May whenever – like the starters are starting to get it together now. Like, they've been getting together over the last, I guess you could say month, but like early May and most of April, the starters were mediocre at best, and the bullpen kept them in the game. And from my memory, like, we saw a lot of that last year early on, and I feel like the reason the bullpen was inconsistent in the second half was because they had to use them so much in the first half. So that's right. that sticks in the back of my mind for this season thinking, okay, this bullpen is it's actually really good, but we gotta we gotta save these guys' arms for October whenever it matters the most. But you, you know, you can't expect the starters to throw a complete game obviously every time out. But like we need more consistency out of out of Chatwood obviously. I mean, we've talked about it a lot. He wasn't as bad today. I think he still walked five guys. Um but he did work out of some jams. And I, I mean, I guess you could say it was kind of a building block for him going into his next start. But that's the thing with him is like he doesn't give up a lot of hits. He just walks people, and then when he walks right. people, that's, that's when he gives up the, that's the hit. biggest problem. And that's that's the big problem. And you know, I don't know. I don't really know what to what else to say about Chadwood except for he's got to figure out a way, whether it's mechanically or. I, I don't if maybe it's all in his head now because he kn- he knows that everyone's talking about the fact that he's walked so many guys. I mean, I was listening to 670 to score on the way home from work and he already has more walks than any Cubs pitcher did last season. I think mean, they said John Lester had more walks than anyone else on the Cubs roster last year and he had 60. And Jatwood's already surpassed that and it's not even the All-Star break. Like it's a serious problem like it's a problem that I don't think they're going to be able to just figure out with him just going out there and throwing every five days. It's, I feel like it's something where you got to send him down or something like that. Like, I mean, I, I'm not Joe Madden. I'm not Jim Hickey. And I don't really know. I couldn't tell you what they need to do, but man, if, if you Darvish was not on the DL right now, Tyler Chatwood would not be starting. I mean, Mike Montgomery has proven that he's been able to hold his own in the rotation. He's done a pretty impressive job so far. He's pitching tonight, and he's got a high pitch count, but so far in this game as we speak right now, he's been able to wiggle out of some jams. But going back to kind of the bullpen, 
The thing with Justin Wilson is he's been pitching really, really good lately. And this whole Mm -hmm. situation was really complicated because you didn't have Morrow or Carl Edwards Jr. You had already used Pedro Strope for like an inning and a third, I believe, or inning two thirds, whatever it was. Uh, So, you know, you were going to keep pitching him. (sighs) What really upset me, because I was following the game when I was coming home, like, you know, I had the radio. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't see most of it. I think I saw the final inning with the final at bat when I was here, but uh, you know, I was busy with other things, so I didn't see the entire game, but I knew that they had bases loaded one out in the previous inning and didn't score. And then they had other big scoring chances earlier in the game. Didn't score. So that's what really frustrated me. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, the no, eighth no. inning, the eighth inning, the Cubs had the bases loaded with one out with Albert Almora at the plate, and he had. I, I, I can't be mad at the guy for much because he's having a great season and definitely should be playing more than he is. But he had arguably the worst at bat of the season for him, probably. Yeah. He. That's what he I had heard. Like, he, he saw like two pitches and he popped out to first base. It was. Oof. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's basically a strikeout out right there, popping out in that situation. Oh yeah. Like, that's what's frustrating about the Cubs offense sometimes is, like, they, they're they really good at getting guys on base. They got guys who will take walks. They got guys who will rake. You know, we all know this. It's, like, game situation, though. Like, whenever they get a guy, they get – I don't know how many times I've seen they get guys on second and third with one out and <laughs> nothing happens. Or it's <laughs> – it's so frustrating, especially whatever they do it with towards the bottom of the lineup, and you got one out already. They'll they'll somehow get a strikeout. Then the next guy is the eighth batter, so they'll walk him to get to the to get to the pitcher, and then you got a base load with two outs and the pitcher coming up. Like I don't know how many times I've seen that, and that frustrates me. And it's that's yep. the point where it's like, okay, I'm all for the DH and the NL, but then there's other times where I'm like, I like the. I like the pitcher batting because it makes baseball fun. Like <laughs> I'm so back and forth with it. So yeah, I, I mean, that's a whole other story. <laughs> I know that dilemma too. I, I kind of say the same thing. I've always, I've always liked National League baseball, but it's funny this season. It seems like more times than ever, the Cubs are coming up in big scoring situations, and they have to rely on the pitcher up. It, it's happened so yeah. much, especially. I feel like just the last few weeks, it's been like almost every game they've been in that situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, and, and we've already seen it in this game tonight. Like, with yeah. the, it was Contreras, Schwarber, and I think half. They were they got the bases loaded, and it's I don't know who it was that made the second out. I can't remember, even though it was like an inning ago. But you know, they then Hill walked half, and of course, um, Montgomery was up, and he came up and saw four pitches and struck out, or he grounded out, whatever. And it's just like, man. You'd rather have your DH at the plate, or at least a, whoever it would be—a a, a guy who can hit. Uh, those are the moments where I'm like, "Yes, we need the DH in the National League." And all the, all the, all I could go on and on, but I know that we weren't talking about that. I didn't mean to go off subject. Um, no, no, that's it's part of what I wanted to talk about on the show tonight, actually. Um, Kind of the poll that I ran earlier kind of pertains to this. 
it's not hitting in general, but the overall topic of this, uh, this whole thing about the offense is something I did mm-hmm. want to address. I did put it in the description here. Um, before I get into the poll, because it kind of just is about one part of the offense. I mean, let's yeah. face it. The past few weeks, there's been a lot of inconsistencies. There have been a few games where the Cubs have really broken out the lumber, but we've seen a yeah. lot of low scoring and shutout games where the offense really isn't doing anything. I think every Cubs fan in the world can tell you right now they want some more consistency because this is a good team, oh, yeah. but the consistency oh, sure. isn't there. Uh, yeah, it kind of leads us into the poll. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I was just getting ready to say, like most recently. You could- you just think of the Cardinal series. I mean, they put together two good wins, and then Sunday night against a rookie pitcher, they didn't score anything at all. And they had multiple chances early on in that game to get to him, and they never did. And, I, and that was after uh, Milwaukee when they got shut out back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. And I I shouldn't be frustrated because they took two out of three over St. Louis. And, and last week on the podcast, I talked about how I like, would love to sweep the Cardinals and – you win those first two games like in dominating fashion, and then you come out on Sunday night and just do that. It was kind of more, I don't know. It wasn't, I, I was obviously happy they take two out of three, but I was also like, man, like, we're going to lose the last game on national TV like this. Eh. So I was a little, I guess you could say, butthurt about it. But I was also like, okay, because it's like, at least they won the series and they came back after losing two out of three to Milwaukee. So, you know. Take what you can get. And, I mean, you mentioned, you know, the, the Cubs' offense over the last few weeks and inconsistencies and stuff. And still, this month, the Cubs, I believe, are like 10-6. and six. So, it's like, I, I think there's a little give and take. Obviously, yeah. I think the big inconsistency for sure is, like, just game situation. Like I was saying, like, you know, they got multiple runners on with less than two outs. you gotta got to find a way to get at least one run in. And it's just – it's just incredibly frustrating when they are unable to do that because it's just when you, especially when you're playing good teams and you. I know the Dodgers record-wise aren't like near the top of the National League yet, but they've been playing like that team over like the last month, and they will eventually be back up there. <laughs> and they're obviously playing like it, like they did today. I mean, even though they were losing most of the game, they were still in the game, and their bullpen. Uh, shut the Cubs down for like in the four four or five innings that uh, after Maeda came out of the game. So I mean the, right. they're a good team, and like when you're not when you're not doing the things like whether it's moving runners over or like I said two guys on with less than two outs, and you're not getting those guys in, you might get away with that against a team like the Reds, but you're not going to get away with that with a team like like the Dodgers. So. Yeah, right. Of course, it's incredibly frustrating. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'll just uh, talk about the poll right now. And this is pertaining to home runs and power, uh, basically home runs. Uh, so, as we all know, Chris Bryant, who's been in an overall slump recently, has mm-hmm. not as many home runs as we thought we'd have by now. He's gotten nine. Um and we also have Wilson Contreras with not as many home runs as we thought he'd have right now. Overall, the team is in the lower third when it comes to home runs. And this is a team that has been a huge, huge home run hitting team the past few years. And the question was pretty simple, straightforward. 
Are you worried about the lack of power from guys like Bryant, Willie, and the team in general? The answer options I gave were yes, no, kind of, and I'm not really sure. 28% said yes. 35% said no. 31% said kind of. 6% said unsure. Now, I think that this team didn't just suddenly forget how to hit home runs, but it is kind of weird how much this team dropped off in power, especially recently. What's your yeah. take? What would you have voted for? Like, what's your opinion on that? I think I actually voted for it. Um, I think I put, like, the, what was it, like, not worried or whatever? Was that one of the options? Yeah, it was, uh, like, there was just a flat-out no, not worried. Okay, yeah. No, not worried. That's I think that's the one I put. And, that, and the only reason I said that is because, like I said, the, the Cubs have been playing really well this month and toward and like since the end of May really. So I, I mean, it's, it's, I would, I wouldn't say it's not alarming. It's it's a little weird, especially now that it's warm. Cause you know, when it, in April and they weren't hitting, you could blame the weather, but now it's like warm and the ball is supposed to be flying out of Wrigley and all that stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's a little weird. And I guess it's a thought in the back of my head. But uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not too worried about it because I I just know that the the those guys like Bryant and, and Contreras are going to hit like I I think Chris Bryant when it's all said and done he's going to go down as one of the greatest Cubs ever so I'm not oh, I'm sure. not worried about him and and Contreras for Contreras like if I, if I had to choose between the two he would be the one that I'm a little bit more worried about. But if you look uh-huh. at his flash line, he's still playing pretty well. His slugging's down because he's not <laughs> he's not hitting home runs, but um right. still he's still finding ways to get on base and he's his defense is still pretty well pretty good. Um I could we could talk a little bit about his pitch framing that could do that could be improved, but um I think overall as a player Contreras is fine. But yeah, the home runs are definitely are down. But I also know last year he hit a lot of his home runs like in that big month where he was carrying the Cubs. So it's kind of like right before he got injured for him. And, yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm just kind of waiting for him and Bryant to kind of, I don't know. I just feel like they're both due for a, a big month. Um, I agree. I mean, I agree. I Bryant, mean, you go through slumps, you go through highs, you go through lows. It's just a little weird to see them going through power outages this long. Right, right. I completely agree with you there. Um, I just, I think that they they will they will get it together and they will be fine. Um, I guess what, like I said, what worries me about them hitting wise is is uh, you know if I would be worried is if they started doing things that were uncharacteristically used to seeing, and I and overall. They're all doing kind of the same things. They're they're still getting they're still finding ways to get on base and doing whatever. And, and yeah, Brian was been slumping, but I think he had a nice series in St. Louis and he had he had two big hits today. So I, I think he's he's starting to come out of it and I think he will you know, he'll get back to the form that we see. And <laughs> during the slump, if you see his flash line right now, you, you wouldn't even know that he was in a slump. So yeah, I'm, oh, not, right. I'm not worried about Bryant. So and yeah, the numbers the for either Willie or Bryant certainly aren't bad in terms of traditional batting, like you said. Right. Yeah. 
So I, totally I have another question for you when from. it comes to power. What do you think okay. about Schwarber? In terms of power, like, do you think he's on the right pace for the home runs he should hit? Do you think he he should be hitting more? What do you think? Mm. How many does he have? He has like 12 or 13, right? I got to look up for sure, but um, it it was like, it was around 10. It was around 10. Um, You know, one of the things that I've been paying attention to with Schwarber a lot recently has been the fielding and the on-base percentage. He's got 12 yeah. home runs right now in 60 games. Do you think uh-huh. that's the right pace for him? Do you think it's a little lower than you expected? What's your opinion on that? Uh-huh. Uh, as a guy who's, like, really high on Schwarber, like, last year I stuck up for that guy. That guy was hitting 170, and I was still sticking up for that guy. Um, so you can take this with a little bias or not, but – I think when Schorber, like, reaches his full potential, I think a lot of people would, would assume that he could be a, a 40 to 50 home run guy. Oh, sure. And I think right now – but I think right now he's still trying to – He's like, I still honestly think he's still developing as a hitter. Like, yeah. last year – last year he was all – like, especially when he was slumping, he was, he was pulling the ball every time, and it seemed like if he did do anything, it was just hit a home run. But this year, you're seeing him being able to, you know, they, I've seen times where teams won't even do the shift on him anymore because he's learned to be able to take the ball to the opposite field or that or some, like, it's probably on the scouting report that sometimes he'll lay a button down the third baseline. Not that teams really, I think teams would rather him do that than him try to hit a bomb, obviously. But I think that he's done enough over this course of season that's causing teams to finally start seeing that he's not just a pole hitter, at least right now. Um, so personally, I think his power for a, for a guy who's technically in a second full year uh, or not. Well, yeah, this would be the second full year. I mean, his rookie year came up what it was right around this time in 2015. So, you know, he's been playing for two and a half years basically, because obviously 2016 yeah, didn't, didn't play. Right. Except for that World Series. Let's never forget. Oh, we'll anyway, never forget that. Um, that was historic. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, um, I just think that he's just de- still developing as a player. I, it To me, yeah, right now, I feel like 12 home runs is a little low. I, I was thinking coming into this year, if he, especially after he lost all the weight and how much – People, like the Cubs were definitely trying to hype him up a little bit because he lost all the weight and stuff. Um, and he obviously wanted to come back and play better because he knows that he had a down year. But even in a down year, he hit 30 home runs last year. So I right. think that, yeah, the 12 home runs he has right now is a little low. But <laughs> I think he could he could break out and have a 10 home run month too, which sure. if him and Bryant were to do that in the same month, that would be ridiculous. I, I don't know. I'm just – saying i'm he could be like he he when he gets hot he gets hot like like everyone else in the cubs when they when like when all cylinders are going like they're all unstoppable but yeah i mean right now he looks kind of like a guy who could maybe hit 30 tops um but i'll take 30 home runs from schwarber when he's hitting in the six hole every day and you know doesn't exactly play in left field every single day 
Um, and as long as he's, you know, he's putting together good at bats like he has been, he he has one of the better eyes on the Cubs. He's, I, I was looking at his stats on Fangraphs the other day. Like his strikeout rate is like like 5% uh, lower than it was last year. I think it's at like 25% right now. And at the end of last year, it was at like 30. So, I mean, he's definitely improved at the plate in terms of just having better play discipline. And, you know, he's not striking out as much, still takes his walks. And I think overall, I think what the front office want is for him to become a better hitter and not be your prototypical, like, you know, power, power, nothing. Kind of like Adam Dunn, I guess. Right. a lot of people used to oh, – a lot of people I know, they would always try to compare him to Adam Dunn. And I have, sure. I've always believed that he could be a lot better than that, especially like he just – like a lot of people don't think he has like any kind of speed or anything. And I mean, yeah, he's not the fastest guy on the field, but he – for for a guy his size, he's, he's a – he can move. Um, so, yeah, I don't think he's like a your prototypical like DH type hitter or anything like that. I think he could be an overall, like a good overall hitter who can go both ways. And, I mean, we've seen him hit opposite field home runs. We've seen him go to dead center. He doesn't just pull it. At least that's what we've seen this year. And I, and overall, I think that's good for him and his development and going forward. We'll just have to wait and see whenever he finally figures it all out. And, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's the, what he's doing right now in terms of contributing, he's contributing defensively. He's getting on base at a good clip. He's having some really good at-bats. If he wasn't doing all that, people would be more focused on the home runs, I feel like. But since he is doing as well as he is in the other departments, people will be like, okay, you know, home, 12 home runs for him right now is, is pretty good. He's doing a lot of other things. So I think that kind of puts that into perspective as well. And like you said, he could have a month where he just starts mashing home runs left and right. I think it's yeah. it's very possible that that starts happening. And hopefully it can all happen at the same time. I mean, that would be pretty awesome, right? So, yeah, I, right. I kind of want to get your opinion on that. And, yeah, I, we just we want some more consistency from this offense. And hopefully we can get it because we know how good this team is. Right. It's the team – the way I look at it is, you know, especially now they've like hit over 10 games above 500, you know, but by the all-star break, it would be nice if they're either around, still around this range or, you know, closer to 20. And if they're like that, then you go, go in the second half, the Cubs the last three years in August have been like ridiculously good. And I have no doubt that they would do something like that again, because I, they just done it the last three years. They get hot in August, and then they use that momentum going into September and October. And I mean, and that's why they've gone to the NLCS the last three years. So I mean, for me, for their offense, the team overall, you know, I just was ride it out into the the All Star break, and hopefully they can improve some and and uh, you know build on some momentum going into the second half, and you know, see what they can do in the last two months and hopefully they look like the team that we all think they're supposed to be because um, the, the, in all honesty, and I think many people believe this, I mean, the, if the Cubs don't win a division, it's because 
they beat themselves, as in they didn't play up to their standards. So I'm just patiently waiting. Oh, yeah, when you're expected to win the division, that's definitely how a lot of people would see it as. Right. And, and, I mean, and they should win this division. I know Milwaukee has played better than, than what we expected, and St. Louis is up and down. And But I, there's just no way that those teams are better than the Cubs. So, you know, it, I just – I get people's frustration and stuff like that. But, well, it's still, it's still technically early. And I think that for the spot that they're in right now, they're, they're not doing too bad. And hopefully they can get on a little – you know, stretch where they win like 10 of 13 or something like that. And, you know, then we're going to be feeling really good about this team in the next month or two. So. And it's funny because we were coming off a pretty hot streak before they weren't dominating games, but they had a really good stretch of wins when they were playing New York, when they swept the Mets. Uh, So they had a good stretch. What makes this so difficult is that it's a difficult stretch. The, the schedule itself. Yeah. They've had to play two of the guys you're battling the division for, a red-hot Dodger team. It's a, it's a difficult part of the schedule, but, you know, if this Cubs team is really good, you want them to keep stepping up. And that road trip, 3-3, three and three, would you have liked better? Yeah, but it definitely could have been worse. They did have some very nice wins. It just You wish they could have gotten that last win in Milwaukee. I think that was the most frustrating oh, yeah. loss in that road trip. That was the one to the zero loss, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm with you there. Like, they were hard to watch that day, and they only lost one to zero. And, and that's, I mean, obviously that's part of the, the whole why everyone gets so frustrated because, you know, some days they'll get you seven runs and win seven to two, and then there's other days where they just can't get a hit at all. So, I mean – yeah, I, I totally get the frustration, and, and you know sometimes you just got to give the other team credit too. I mean, like I said, Milwaukee's they're, sure. they're a good team, and I and for sure Milwaukee cared so much more about that series than the Cubs did. Not that they don't care about series, but like that, if the Brewers are like really trying to contend, like for sure they will. They really needed some of those that. wins, no doubt. Right, especially after they were kind of struggling going into that series. So that's why they needed the boost off winning a series against a, a contender. So and the Cubs, like, they have so much playoff experience now that I feel like I feel like like they care, but they just don't care enough yet. And I feel like they'll start caring in the second half. And what's crazy about that is what they're twelve games above five hundred and maybe aren't caring as yeah, much the as say the Brewers. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I'm not saying the Cubs don't care, but because of their experience, I feel like they know that, like, you know, let's play, let's continue to just keep playing good baseball, and then we'll we'll hit our, our stride whenever it matters most or something like that. Uh, well, yeah, we've it's seen hard how this team has played in the second half all three years under their contending years. For sure. And, and, and that's why, like I said, that I'm not too worried about, you know, whether it's home runs, the lack of home runs, or the lack of offense stuff like that because besides 2016 when the Cubs were good for all 162 plus the postseason we saw them you know get hot when it really mattered oh yeah for sure and I think what we learned from last year was the all-star break and this is another interesting conversation that I'd like to bring up very briefly 
we've seen people start to talk about the all-star break and how the rest is very beneficial. Would it Mm kind of make sense to you to want them to not get voted into the all-star game to get the rest? (laughs) Uh, I know it's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, personally me, I don't really get into the all-star game. I, I actually enjoy the home run derby more than the actual all-star game. Oh, that's the best. That's the best part. Right. And, and I, I think I read something where Javi Baez said that he wanted to be in a home run derby, and I'm not actually shocked by that. That would actually be really fun to watch. Oh hell um, yeah! But uh, I mean, I mean, obviously last year it helped, but the fact that none of them were there, none of them deserved to get in. So I mean, um, this year I think a few guys deserve to at least not necessarily start, but you know, be on the team. Would I be mad if they don't make it? No, just because, like, it's a fan voting thing. And I know the Braves fans are all over it this year. They've been voting for a lot of guys. I know, like, Markakis and Albies and Freeman are, like, one of the, the – t- those those guys are definitely, pro- like, most likely to start or at least be on the team. And then oh, a few other guys that we that are kind of like, oh, those guys are on the – or leading the votes or whatever. Like Matt Kemp, like he's came out of nowhere this year and become a entered back to his like MVP type. Yeah, really. Numbers he's been again. And yeah, a lot of it is because he lost a ton of weight after leaving the Braves. Yeah. Um, wow. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so you know, it's not like the Cubs don't have guys that deserve that don't deserve to be on the team. I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that. Yeah, if some make it, I don't think any of them are going to start. You know, the fact that Brian doesn't have as many home runs and his RBI total isn't super high either is probably why he won't be a starter for the, for the, for the at third base because I mean that's just how fans vote. Fans will vote based off batting average, home runs, and RBIs. Like that's the typical casual fan voting. Let's yeah. Look at that. And yep. When I, when all actionality, like no one's going to go look at your OPS or your you know your on base whatever and. Your yeah, F4, your WRC plus, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like no, no one's gonna look at that. Even though most of the Cubs hitters are all above average and are all above league league, league average in those stats and stuff like that, and or WAR. Like no one ever looks at WAR, but WAR is like one of the most like like biggest stats like that people look at now. Um, so I guess what I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if, if none of the Cubs make the all-star team. I think Baez would be the one who would most likely make it because Cub fans love him so much. Um, same thing with Brian and Rizzo, but I just don't think either all three, any of those three would be a starter. Um, right. And in a sense, because they wouldn't be a starter, maybe they would only, maybe they wouldn't play as many innings. Of course, when you're a starter, you play like one or two innings. So I mean, right. it it all kind of it all kind of just I don't think it necessarily matters as much because you really aren't doing anything. But the thing is, is like having to go to where's that this year in DC? You yep. have to Washington DC. Yeah, you'd have to go to DC and you do all the festivities. Like, yeah, I totally get like if you don't if you don't make it, then you get all this time for rest and stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think it necessarily matters. And that's fair. I mean, that's fair. I kind of feel both ways. Like, I don't think it matters quite as much, but maybe it does make a difference for some people. It's kind of hard for me to say. 
Uh, I think if there's right. one Cub right now that's definitely deserving of all-star spot, it's John Lester, wouldn't you say? Oh, for sure. John Lester, and you know, I, I don't know how many closers are making the all-star team, but Brandon Morrow's got to be on there. Um, yep. And I guess I don't know how many relievers they take, but I, I, if, I, if I had my choice to vote in some relievers, I'd definitely be taking a few Cubs at least. Uh, we got multiple relievers with ERAs below two. <laughs> so, I mean, and like I said, I'm just like – talking out loud here, but yeah, John Lester definitely deserves to make the all-star team. Um, yeah, for sure. He would definitely be the one that he deserves to make it the most. I, I wasn't even thinking about him when we originally talked about, it. I was thinking about position players. Um, but yeah. I, and, and for Lester, it wouldn't even be a big deal either because he's just, he's, he's a veteran. He, he goes through this stuff every year. And oh, yeah. I think it'd be, I think he'd be excited to make it because people, I, I know people were writing him off going into the season. Even I was kind of writing him off. Like, I wouldn't say he was going to be bad, but I thought he would be like the Cubs' number four starter by the end of the year. And he looks like their ace right now. So Yeah, he really I – mean, I mean, he is their ace. He's, to me, he's by far the guy I trust the most in this rotation. Oh, for sure. For sure. And it's, it's unbelievable because it's like last year he was, he was so up and down and, and then – you know, you didn't really know what you're going to get from him this year considering he's a year older. I remember his first start of the year, people were already worried because his velocity was down or something like that. And he had, he had a bad start against the Marlins, who people were saying, oh, they're a triple-A team, which, I mean, they basically are. But, you know, look at the numbers. He's doing just fine. He, he, it's, it's unbelievable what he's doing, in my opinion. And uh, you can definitely argue that he might be the best signing in the TOF scheme, Jed Hoyer era. I'd say he is. I definitely say he is. Um, yeah. So we have one more topic to talk about tonight, and that is uh, you, Darvish, and the injury. He's uh, scheduled to play some catch, throwing the outfield. He's been trying to work his way back. I don't really know exactly when they're aiming for him to be back. I mean, they kind of have an area that they'd like him back by, you know, around the all-star break at the latest. Hopefully it's not any longer than that. Maybe hopefully it's sooner. Uh, so we're really waiting on that because you Darvish returning is going to tell us a lot about what happens to the rotation. Are you going to stick with Mike Montgomery in there? Are you going to get Tyler Chatwood out of there? Are you going to go with the six man rotation? What do you think is going to happen when you Darvish comes back? You think they're going to go six man rotation? You think they're going to remove Chatwood? You think they're, going to put Montgomery back in the, uh, in the bullpen. What, you, what is your prediction right now? Oh, well, let's see. I first jumped on this podcast with you, like at the end of last month. And I said that I would say till the end of June, I would give Chatwood a chance. And in all honesty, you know, he wasn't too bad today. And, you know, it, honestly, it was like last four starts. He hasn't really been that bad, but at the same time, still walking way too many guys and he's barely being able to get through five sometimes. So I still think that the Cubs, they, they need to just either send Chatwood down to figure it out. Like I'm saying, send him down to triple A or, you know, figure it out in the bullpen. Like he could be the long relief guy, but you know, it's still kind of like you want a guy who's that wild coming out of your bullpen. If you need him in a, in a big spot or, 
I don't I don't know if they would only bring him in if maybe it was a game where the Cubs are getting killed because the starter was bad or something. You know, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I I don't know what they would do. I couldn't tell you what they should do because I don't even know what they should do. I guess if I had to choose off the top of my head, I would say, yeah, let's send him down to AAA and hopefully he can at least gain some confidence back because I feel like that's a big thing. I, I don't think Chatwood has the confidence right now. Like, you, you can see him on the mound sometimes whenever he's – goes down 3-0 in the count. You can you can almost hear him yelling curse words through the TV. <laughs> yeah, um, really. So, so like, yeah, if, when when Darvish comes back, yeah, I definitely leave Montgomery in there. And, and uh, you know, hopefully Darvish can figure his issue out. I know he, he's so much better than what he's been. Um, and I, I think he wants to prove that to – you know, Cub fans and, and just people in baseball in general that he still can pitch. He just I – I don't know much about this triceps issue that he's had. He's been out a lot longer than I really thought that he would be. Um, but Luckily, it wasn't doing... our, our worst fears, though, so there's that. Right. That's true. That's true. And I know he was, supposed to, he was supposed to do a simulated game today, but because of the doubleheader, they moved it to tomorrow. So, you know, hopefully Right, it had nothing to another... do with his actual health. Right. So hopefully the tomorrow they they have another good, you know, a good experience and um you know, it just helps on his uh track to getting back. And I and I just hope that it would be nice if he could get back before the All-Star break so maybe he can get a few starts under his belt before the big stretch run. Yeah, absolutely. You want all hands on deck. You want everybody healthy. That goes for your starting pitchers, your bullpen guys, and all your position guys. Um, the bullpen health is going to be something that's really going to be essential, as we said earlier. And we'll see if you know we see a few more call-ups and guys that stick around. We've had a few call-ups yeah. today because of the doubleheader, but you know maybe some of these guys stay around if Morrow's going to miss a little time. And depending on how much time Carl Edwards Jr. sticks around, uh, maybe Rob Zestrizny. I know he was up today for the doubleheader. So you're going to need yeah. uh, your bullpen to continue to do what they're doing. And it's it's just hard when you have nagging injuries like this. Yeah, I mean, I guess one guy in the minors that definitely I'm, I'm surprised that hasn't got called up since they've called up a bunch of them is, is Dylan Maples. I know he got – he was like a September call-up last year. Didn't really do much, but I went to the Cubs convention this year, and, like, they were hyping him up. Oh there. yeah. So I'm 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 a little surprised that they didn't, um, that, or that they haven't called him up yet. I don't know if it's just because they don't think he's ready yet or whatever it is. But yeah, I I know he he can throw heat. I know that for sure. <laughs> um, so I mean, he's one guy definitely. I'm waiting to see if he's gonna get the call up, um, here in the next month or two, or even in the next week. So uh, especially with yeah, these injuries, I just. Yeah, I, I hope Morrow's injury is just you know more precaution, precautionary than anything. For but sure, you, you don't ever know. I don't ever know what back spasms. I mean, I hurt my back working out like three months ago, and I literally couldn't like. I, I couldn't like do certain things. Like it hurt to walk for like a good week or two. So it's like, you know, I you just don't know. It depends on how bad you did. The fact of how he did it is. <laughs> Even I think it's a little funny. It's it's a, it's it's, your, it's a typical Cubs back injury. <laughs> yeah, putting pants on. I I would question on how that would happen, but you know what? 
weird injuries happen. It's, it's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know, man. It's, <sighs> you, you, these players are supposed to be like world class athletes. <laughs> and then when you hear that someone's trying to put their pants on and they hurt their back, it's like, man, <laughs> they are human. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. Well, we are just about out of time tonight. Uh, Cody, I want to thank you again for filling in and coming on the show. This was fun. Yeah, for sure. I The last month or so, it's been really fun coming on and talking Cubs. I could totally do this every week. <laughs> absolutely. And we will continue to have you on in the near future. Uh, always good having you aboard. So thanks again. All right. I want to thank everyone for listening tonight and keep following us on Twitter iTunes, Spreaker.com for more episodes. Until next time, thanks for watching. Have a great night. We will see you next week. When we go out to eat, we never agree on where to go. I want burgers. Pizza. Tacos it is. The one thing we do agree on is we all want unlimited high-speed data. That's why we switch to MetroPCS. Stop by MetroPCS with the whole family and get four lines with unlimited LTE data for just $100, period. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Requires new line. During congestion, the fraction of customers using more than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. Video streams at up to 40p. No tethering. See store for details and terms and conditions. Respect. It's more than a word. It's an underlying principle of success and humanity. In the U.S. Army, respect is one of our foundation values. It's the reason we can overcome every obstacle and defeat every foe. So if you're interested in joining a team where respect is earned every day, consider joining our team. And now in addition to earning respect, you may qualify to earn up to $40,000 in bonuses. To find out more, go to GoArmy.com forward slash bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army.